Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Feels Like Weezer. It's the podcast where we talk about uh, every Weezer song, song by song, track by track, and nothing's ever going to hold us back. Is that how the, 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 the theme song goes? Trying to remember it. Yep. That's it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Zach Fracking-Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at The Informal Log. And I'm Eric Nash. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lucky Mustard. And in this corner, weighing an undisclosed amount of pounds, <laughs> the fourth, the champion of Feels Like Weezer, with his fourth guest appearance, we have. This is where you intro yourself. Oh, oh so you were building it up like you were going to say my name, but okay. <laughs> Um, hey, I'm Tyler Boudreau, the podcast king of Chicago. Tyler, you don't listen to the show, do you? Yeah. <laughs> it does that for everyone. <laughs> I get it. I don't listen to the show either. No. I just throw it together. Yeah. Put it up on megaphone and be done with it. <laughs> um, hey, I don't welcome listen back to the po- show. I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Podcasts That's are garbage. That's your secret. <laughs> um, no, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure to chat. Oh, it's uh, you're my favorite Tyler Boudreaux that we have on the show. Um, oh, but don't don't say that I'm the favorite Boudreaux because then my sister might get mad. Oh no! Well, I like Conjure a lot better than you. So uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I think, but I think I also said the opposite when she was on. So I'm really just trying to get you two to fight each other. Um, so today we are kicking off our uh, Maladroit coverage for realsies. We're talking about. Dope nose. Uh, hey Zach, I just just looking. Just you just stuck a little bit of dope on your nose. Can you just oh, my dope nose. <laughs> uh, it can work on so many levels. <laughs> song's kind of a bop kind of a it's just it's just fun you know exactly it, it's yes. short it's tight it's almost too short you're like oh i wanted more it leaves you wanting more as it were yes um yes it, it's, it's it's hard yeah it's hard to it's just it's a weird era of weezer because it's like like maladroit like what like <laughs> right yeah it, it's it, I, I think a lot of people slept on it and i think that is a travesty um, because this song is, or this album is so much better than green, um, like by leaps and bounds. And this song I think was an incredibly smart first single as well. Um, because it has just, it's just killer. It is so good. Um, Eric, what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a great way to kick off this album. I mean, it's, it's, it's got that feel that. You know, this is this you know and for a single too that, mm-hmm. that it's something different it's it's a good bit different than what you heard last from Weezer. yeah it feel 
it feels the same, yet it fe- feels predictive of what would come for Weezer. Right. It, it, it's, it's catchy without being too poppy as well. Yeah. Um, which I think was the problem. I think that's my problem with Island in the Sun and Hashpipe is that they're a little bit too poppy for me. Hashpipe, not so much. Island, for sure. Um, but uh, this this tune, you know, and even American Gigolo before this is just, they're all mm, beautiful. So that was me doing the, mm, the finger hand kiss thing. Um, it's a, you know it's a non-visual medium, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Look, visual gags work best on podcasts. We all know this. We all know that the purpose of a podcast is to make a reference that as few people will get as possible. Look, the more niche your podcast is, the more successful you're going to (laughs) be. You know, why do you think we started a Weezer podcast? (laughs) That Um, band that everyone's kind of not cared about for 20 years. Exactly. (laughs) They're the band everyone loves to hate on until like you're like, hey, did you know that Weezer did pork and beans? And they're like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, guys, they're actually a good band. Here, let me tell you about Maladroit. And I pull out a copy of Maladroit from my jacket. Um, <laughs> hey, you want to buy a Maladroit? <laughs> um, I also got Dope Nose. You want some Dope Nose? <laughs> or American Gigolo? <laughs> so can we talk about the the, the title Dope Nose? Uh, because in the song, it works on two levels. Uh, one, he was high as shit when he wrote this. Uh, and two, which he says that there's no meaning to the song. And I think there is personally. Uh, but he says, oh, this dope nose, like this dope nose. Uh Just got a nose job. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, three right there. You know, Uh, it was shortly after rivers got his nose job. That, oh, uh, did he so get a nose job? I, I, you know, if you say something with enough uh, pathos, people will believe anything you say. I don't know if it was like Mark Hamill when he got like got in an accident or something. So there's like a clear distinction between what his face looks like. No, no, the uh, that's, no, but which, that's explained by the Wampa. I, what Rivers? <laughs> oh, yeah, that his nose that job. Time Rivers Cuomo got attacked by no. a Wampa. <laughs> I wish, I wish Rivers got attacked by a wampa. For, that's how, that's that that that's what knocked him away from being ace. <laughs> Knock some ace out of you. Oh my god. Um. Oh. Can we get can we get all of Star Wars but with Rivers Cuomo and Mark Hamill's role? <laughs> and and Jake Lloyd's. Uh, I get to go with you on your spaceship Um, and then that's when he finally releases songs from the black hole it's worth it totally worth it Um, but you were talking about dope nose this this dope nose and you know so that's something I came across online when I was searching for something else so hopefully maybe you, you might have the answer later when we get to it but um but you know, it's a play on this dope nose, which, you know, is the words dope and nose are the different other meanings. You know, right. Nose is actually becomes a verb. <laughs> K-N-O-W-S. Mm-hmm. And and dope is getting away from oh. its drug connotation. But it's it's it's, you know, 
it's it's somewhat related to <laughs> calling know, somebody I, I an idiot drug calling him a dope. right yeah I, and okay it's funny that you pick up on tyler you started with the drug like this is my dope nose uh and with me like because i call everybody a dope or a ding dong like i immediately thought oh this dope knows these things um and that's why some of the lyrics make more sense to me than maybe to you guys i don't know what did you think of first eric oh no i definitely always had that drug connotation Um, really i never had that you know, and What's I mean, I, I just never, you know, I just knew the, I knew the <laughs> title and I could sing along to half of the lyrics as usual, roughly, yep. you know, um, about right. but yeah, I mean, and, and, and there aren't even that many lyrics really, you know, yeah. to begin with for this pretty short song as well, but yeah. it, it's just, it's, 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 it's so much more the feel of the song, the way, the way the music drives, you know, it's, it's so much better. It, it, it's not, it's not all that uh, normal uh, from the green album power pop you know yeah it's pretty dancey if i like if you were in a mosh pit it'd be pretty fun yeah it i mean and that intro riff too like uh that is so good it's just it 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 hits you and this is why i think it was a smart choice for the first single was because it does show how much of a departure it is from green just in that first like three seconds you know where you it's heavier it's a little bit more you know unpolished it's it's just in your face you know this is definitely in that era where you know i mean because and i mean because we talked about wrestling eric uh at length during the uh the tough enough um song uh, this is like the attitude era of wrestling as well, you know, and we see that in music too, um, where you know you got that like kind of I don't give a f uh, kind of attitude that you know you see a lot in you know bands like this or in um, you kind of got into the you know kind of uh, not emo but oh kind of like heavier alternative rock. Mm. Um, where it's kind of like, yeah, screw this, man. Um, and so, you know, just hearing that coming from this kind of the green album being this, uh, producer friendly, uh, heap of trash to this, which is kind of like, yeah, man, we're, we're taking all the rules and we're just going beep, 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 going out with them. And, uh, (laughs) it, I, I think, I think it was a very smart move, um, and then also that the fact the fact of the song is that it's just completely nonsensical, um, you know. I think also goes to that. It's like, look, there are no rules anymore, and you know, I think that's why um, it resonated a lot with people. Not as much as Pinkerton, but you know, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I, I, I don't. I'm not as invested in like whether whether like the, these mid career Weezer albums, but it is interesting to think of the idea that the green album was this kind of more produced uh, record that makes sense being their first album back for after six or seven years that it would try to appeal more to the pop fan base. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, like we got success, we got enough money to put out another record. Now we can actually be ourselves again. Right. And you can definitely feel that, you know, I, this is a, God, it's such a good album. I just, you know, we're gonna 
you're going to hear that a lot from me this season, so be happy about that. I don't hate now, this one is as it, much. Is it an actual good album, or is it just a good Weezer album? I think it's an actual good album. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, the albums that I own are Weezer and John Legend, so, you know, it's good. <laughs> and uh, the Eminem Show 2, uh, or the Slim Shady LP 2, uh, you know... That's hey, that's not it. a bad collection. <laughs> that's it, you know. Um, I think, uh, and, and the reason I think it's a good album is because uh, the music is good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that does help. It's, you know, I What's enjoy your favorite it. album where the music is bad? Um, Ratitude. <laughs> Give me a hard one. <laughs> Because Ratitude will always hold a special place in my heart, but it's just a trash album. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> but I love it, you know. It, or novelty bands, like Green Jello. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the lyrics real quick. Um, so, it's a bit problematic. <laughs> yeah, there's one line that I didn't realize was that word, and then yeah. I was like, oh, that's that word? Okay. Okay. I thought he was saying fact. Like, this is the fact of the year. Who could beat up uh, your I man? thought it was flag. Oh, well, you got closer. I, I yeah. feel like that, that might be might have been my thought. He says that the... So so let me let me give you the Rivers quote here, because I'm in a Rivers Quotemo here. Um, so when he's... Really? Nothing on Rivers Quotemo? Okay. Um, did, wait, did you say Quotemo? Yes. Okay, no, that's pretty good. I'll give you some. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> here, uh, listen to my jokes on my podcast. Um, <laughs> so he's in an interview with CD Now, and so they're asking, what were the circumstances surrounding the composition of the first single, Dope Nose? Uh, and Rivers says, quote, it's not about anything. It's just a bunch of garbage lyrics. It was six in the morning. I had three shots of tequila, and I forget how many milligrams of Ritalin, and I just went in my backyard and sat down. In like half an hour, I was just like foaming at the mouth, and I just wrote it in one manic burst of about three minutes, sitting there in the chair, composing in my head, not even with a guitar, just all in my mind. Bam, there's Dope Nose. And it kind of reads like that. I mean, that's that's how all great composers do it. I'm pretty sure that's how the Beatles composed Abbey Road, and Mm -hmm. that's how uh, Gustav Holst composed The Planets, and... Stuff like that. It's just all, yeah. Well, I know that Wagner composed the Ring Cycle, you know, just high on opium constantly, you know, and it's not e- not even songwriting, but Homer, the whole Iliad was written in <laughs> four minutes. Look, what happened was Homer went out into the woods. He found like these big mushrooms, and he's like, "I hope that's not poisonous because I'm gonna eat it." And then he eats it, <laughs> and he wrote the Iliad. <laughs> So what happened was Homer was a real person and then he took those mushrooms and his body discorporated and stopped he stopped being a real person. Exactly. He just He just after the Odyssey, of course, because that's definitely <laughs> that's definitely influenced by some mushrooms. Um, and he just disappears into the ether after that. And that's just it's just what happens, you know? So the lyrics of this album or this song. Uh, yeah. It's not so much of a tangent, but um, just the way I just for me personally, lyrics don't matter. And I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before. Um, 
but I having having been raised on bands like The Killers and Beck and even Weezer, um, it's just I find that like lyrics are just so abstract and like just crazy in this kind of like alt rock world mm-hmm. that like it there there's no need to like really dig in and find the meaning. It's it, the the lyrics are a clue to how you should feel about the song. But the, the song makes you feel a certain way, and that's that's what you're taking away is the music. And so it doesn't matter what the words are unless it's a, unless it's like Copacabana that's li- like like a song that's literally telling a story. Yeah. But even then story that songs. song even but even then, I mean Copacabana is actually a bad example because yeah. that song's re- like really well like really well composed in the the relationship between the music and the story. Um Cats in the Cradle would be better. Yeah. Or like a but, musical, um, just in general. Yeah, although I do like musicals. I it's just this idea that like the song like Dope knows like I don't care what the like what the lyrics are. It just like they just make me like mm-hmm. if a song makes me feel good, it, that's just that's just how it makes me feel. So it's it's hard for me to be like ah yes, uh, cheese tastes so good on a burnt piece of lamb. Moi poetry or ew that's such bad songwriting like. Who cares? It's just it's a rock and roll song. Uh, I agree to an extent, but I think I think Zach cares. I care a lot <laughs> about lyrics, and I think that this there is there is a story in this song because <laughs> of how I so dope knows obviously means you know he I think it's going more towards the drug aspect of it a lot of times, but. From my version, where it's like, this dope knows this. So, here, verse one. Dead on my head, wasting time on my own. Sleep, rescue me, take me back to my home. Lord, take me home. Um, That's him. You know, he's thinking on his life, and he's like, oh, I am such an idiot. I'm just going to go back to bed, and then hope I don't wake up. Okay? And then, verse two, he's, uh, okay, so the chorus it's for the times you really want to go and bust rhymes real slow up here, slap you on the face, and enjoy the show. Uh, I like that Buster Rhymes reference. Exactly. That's and that's it lyrically. It's about Buster Rhymes. No. Uh, so he's like, wait a minute. I'm getting a kick in the pants right now. I'm getting a slap on the face, saying like you do know things, and the things he knows are that cheese smells so good on a burnt piece of lamb, <laughs> and that uh, a homosexual of the year could beat up your man. Like he knows that those are the things this, that's what this dope knows. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that still doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. It's a personal journey. <laughs> and that's definitively what rivers Cuomo meant when he was writing this song. Oh, okay. Glad you could speak for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, objectively, this is what this piece of art is about. <laughs> <laughs> there's no room for interpretation do you guys think objectivity exists oh in a way i mean it depends on what you're talking about like if you're talking about art yes <laughs> because there is objectively something there's a, there's a message that the artist is portraying so there is an objective meaning that doesn't mean that it can't be subjective it's just there is this like, objectively, the song means nothing because that's what the artist intended. 
But if you but if you have given the song meaning, then objectively the song doesn't mean nothing. I'm saying there's an objective meaning. What? <laughs> yeah, like you can have Explain. multiple things. Look, I think your statement here is subjective. Uh, no, no, no. So you can have multiple meanings to something, right? But there is always an original intention, which is the objective meaning. Like, I'm going to say the objective meaning to this book I'm writing is about, you know, it's like this is a literal piece of fiction. Everything that happens in this book is exactly what it says it is. That is the objective meaning of it. You know, but if somebody, I can't stop somebody from having a subjective opinion on it, you know? Um, I, I mean, I'm asking big questions here. I, I and that's not I what agree. we're about here. Save I, that for your podcast. My, here's, my, here's my thing, and this is a catch-all that I have, um, if author's intent mattered. Um, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a classicist, by the way, which is why I keep making all these old references. But um, Nerd. Um, <laughs> Virgil... <laughs> when he died said he wanted the the Aeneid to be burned because it wasn't done yet so if we cared about author's intent we would have burned the Aeneid and we never would have gotten a classic work of literature well that can, guy can there, didn't care about the author's intent yeah right can't, can't there be some people that care about the author's intent and other people's other others people yeah, other people who don't I think you can take into you consideration get, you, you do, the author's you do still intent. get what we have Right. Well, like, we wouldn't have the metamorphosis if, you know, because I'm more of a modernist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if they listen to Kafka. But I, I think there's... Okay, so here's my catch-all. Uh, Chris Brown. Okay, here we go. Nope, that doesn't work. Never mind. I'm going to cut that oh, out. Here, so, let's, I'm just going to have the phrase, Chris Brown. <laughs> okay, you're right. Chris Brown, perfect point. Illustrated. <laughs> is, 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 the, is the musician composer, I think it's. I think it might be Stockhausen? Isn't he the one who did, is that uh, the name of the guy who did the, uh, like, the four minutes, whatever, seconds of silence? Oh, no, it wasn't Stockhausen. Who no? was it? 423? Yeah, that's what, yeah, around there. It was that was my dorm room in co- in freshman year of college, <laughs> where it was for four thirty three. Yeah, it's okay. uh, John Cage. Cage, it's Cage. Yeah. Okay, but um, I mean, with what you're talking about, objectivism and subjectivism, I think, you know, objectively, you know, he had an objective in mind in doing that. Yet it contains nothing of significance. Mm-hmm. Nothing of nothing of. There's no, there's no music really there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, what, what is, you know, but, but he has, he has the objective in mind of people taking away an idea from that without there being anything there. But if the idea that the people took away was different from the idea that he originally intended, hmm? is that idea wrong or is it just different? Technically, yes, it's wrong. Like, I mean, but honestly, it's like, this is not what the author intended. Therefore, it's not correct. You know, so if you were, if I'm going to give you a test, I'm going to say, here you go. Answer A, B, C, or D. The question is, what did Rivers Cuomo mean when he wrote Dope Nose? A, (laughs) nothing. B, cheese is great. C, drugs are bad. D, 
I don't know. <laughs> That's the so question. C and D would what? be wrong. What see, I... see, B, C, and D would be wrong. A would be correct. Like that. That is the objective answer. However, we can apply our lens to it. You know, that's so. It, it's just like reading a, a work of or looking at a work of art with the lens of feminism or classicism or you know whatever. It's it, you know it's like there's still something that the author meant for that, like the artist or whatever meant for that. But why are we talking about this? This is a Weezer <laughs> podcast. We don't talk about that stuff. I see. I derailed you by making you intellectual this time, you bastard. <laughs> Now let me well, talk about think... how good cheese smells. I mean, I do think it. I think it bared talking about. No, <laughs> I, I, your I get what you're saying. Little multiple choice thing there. It was actually pretty good. I know. I'm a smart person. Okay. I'm smart. All right. <laughs> I'm clever. I'm a librarian. Well, you have to be, uh, but the well, song. I, I, I want. I want. I want to add a, the fifth option, the E. Of, you know, and I think it's. I think it boils down to, you know, all the rest. So so much of the song is just is just cool and great sounding and so forth, um, and and some pretty nonsensical lyrics, but you know, just that title and when it happens in those two two of the three choruses at the end. You know, and he's saying he, he is, he's saying he is the idiot that knows, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, how to write a song, how to perform it, you know, and, and, and what it's all about. And, so, Eric, are you saying that because he's a dope that knows, yeah. he's, he's potentially saying that there is, there is knowledge in a lack of meaning? Yeah, sure. Like... So stupidity has value. Mm-hmm. Ignorance this is This dope bliss. knows. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Welcome to the 1984 <laughs> cast. Uh. No, we we just no, we just broke down every. Eric tied it all together. I'm actually really uh, thank impressed. You. Thank you. This idea that like <laughs> that sounds so condescending. <laughs> I'm actually really impressed that Eric said something <laughs> smart like that. Good job, buddy. <laughs> No, no. Well, I didn't mean that, Eric. I'm sorry. What I what what I meant was, what I meant was, we kind of had this kind of uh, pointless sidetrack about the objectivity question that we didn't. We kind of all kind of disagreed, and I would like to think that this kind of idea that, um, the the idea that the dope knows is the kind of like, the lack of knowledge having knowledge, and therefore the lack of meaning in the song that we can therefore glean meaning from is kind of a reinforcement of that theme. Me, it's, it's hopefully something that we can all agree upon, which made our kind of derail worth worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Look, you brought up this question in a song that has the lyric, cheese smells so good on a burnt piece of lamb. <laughs> I think we're asking the wrong questions. <laughs> We're we're living in meta modern times. It's yeah. time to it's time to take to think critically about the things that objectively mean nothing. And therefore, there I just said objectively. Oh, but objectivity I... doesn't exist. <laughs> That's my Tyler Pedro impression. <laughs> but Zach, this 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 song was written over thirty years after "I Am the Walrus." 
Is that how you measure things, Eric? Just wh- where are they? ABW. <laughs> um, but, but what I mean by that is that that song was for John Lennon and the Beatles. You know, their their answer, their their output to for 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 an audience that kept trying to find meaning in all their songs mm, to stymie them. Oh, okay. Yep. You know, it Glass was just a bunch of nonsense as far as John thing, was concerned, yeah. but it was, but it, but it contained things that were important to him. But yeah. as one, you know, uh, single song, you know, in, in his mind, what he was trying to have a, you know, put on about was that uh, it was that was nonsense. And that song does have a similar idea of like we can say a bunch of nonsense things, but we can still write a great song yeah. around it mm-hmm. because we're so awesome. So what I'm saying is Dope Nose is as good as I Am the Walrus. Yeah. Look, all I'm saying is that Weezer is a much better band than the Beatles, and the sooner you recognize this, Eric, the sooner we can get past this and just talk about the greatest rock band that ever existed, Weezer. Uh, We've been talking about them for 30 minutes. Exactly. So let's move it along. Uh, Let's talk about the music. Let's talk about the music. We've killed the lyrics here. I never want to hear this song again. <laughs> Thanks for ruining something great for me, Tyler. Uh, oh, I specialize in oh. ruining your childhood. I, I actually directed the 2016 Ghostbusters. Ruin Johnson. Um, so the, the music, we kind of talked a little bit about it at the beginning, but I just, I only have one thing to say about this song musically, and that is Rivers can still kill a solo like that and I, I think that's another really important thing why this should have been the lead off single was because you look at green where it's like we're just going to repeat the chorus without lyrics and maybe like a whammy or something but this is like a solo mm-hmm. and a damn good one uh thoughts all right Tyler <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to give Eric some time to talk. No, you're fine. You're fine. I mean, you know, I mean, my my take is is that yes, I agree. I agree completely. I love I love that we got to hear this finally again after being gone for a while. That uh, yeah, you, you can have a a solo that uh, is not just some more repetition. You know, let's get away from all the repetition. It retroactively so low, makes green more like worse. So high. Yeah, right. I said so low, more like so high, as in... I'm really glad we talked over that. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Uh, the other thing I had to point out about the the solo is that, and that's why I was trying to find a little bit online earlier today, was, but not having much luck, um, is... I could hear a little bit of some something being said. I mean, I don't think it's lyrics. I don't think it's you know singing, but there's there's a few words here and there. Yeah, there at is three or four different points. I think throughout the song. I thought I was going crazy. Oh. I'm glad. You I wish I had brought it up now, and you could could have stayed <laughs> thinking <laughs> gone crazy. Uh, uh, we're all such good so. friends, supporting each other. And... <laughs> Look, Eric, I hate you 
Yeah. <laughs> podcast hey. time. Uh, but it makes a good dynamic for the podcast, though. Like, are they going to kill each other? Are they going to get along? Yeah, that's definitely me and Eric. It's constantly at each other's throats. Especially when you bring up subjectivity. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever listen to the Harmontown podcast, but... um, You don't listen to podcasts. Dan Harmon... Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub, like, they could not get along. They're best friends in real life, but this is the moment they start talking to each other on that podcast, they're just so confrontational. And it was one of the greatest podcast dynamics of all time, and that podcast is dead now, so uh, pour one out, I guess. Well, let the past die. Kill it if you have <laughs> Kill to. Kill it if you have to. It's the best line from The Last Jedi. Don't at me. Uh or you're nothing but not to me, which I use on a daily basis. Um, my wife hates when I say it to her. Um, so uh, do you have any other musical things? Because I also kind of I want to talk about the music video. Just a few things about the music video. Wait, my favorite line from Last Jedi oh. is, that's it. You're under arrest for illegal parking. <laughs> You see, and that's why The Last Jedi is one of the best Star Wars movies, because it's so grounded in reality that, <laughs> you know... It parodies space balls. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this... Sorry, music video exists? I didn't know that. Yeah, same here. And I'm glad I know it does, because uh, we get to see Rivers with a beard. Which, like, if I'm on the Weezerpedia page right now, if you just look at the still image of you know the thumbnail image it looks like it's cgi'd on like <laughs> it doesn't look real um and it's just how the lighting is and with the you know the camera at the time you know it's just like oh my god that looks like the reverse uh you know superman here that's put more facial hair on rivers but yeah what a weird video more things i didn't get a chance to watch it what's like what's the vibe of the video is it like them playing instruments or is it like a story or well objectively it's um them playing instruments around asian people on motorcycles okay so he's keeping that asian fetish up <laughs> right like but you know what he knows what he likes good for him <laughs> you know but uh yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's just, I, I'm glad it exists because, you know, I just, I love music videos from this era because nothing makes sense. Um, like the Keep Fishing video, as much as I love it, why are the Muppets there? Well, I mean, the Muppets should be in everything. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. I'm just wondering why. Um, so, uh, anything else? I think I'm good. All right. Who covered this song, Eric? Um, yeah, covers. Um, we have a couple of the usuals. Music Box music box Mania. And guess what? Vitamin String Quartet. Yes. VSQ. But we got one other. We have Ooh. The Targets. Mm. I like Never their store. Of, don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Targets. Much better than the Walmarts. Right. Those <laughs> bastards. Keeping our wages too low. It's a good uh, thing that Kmart's died at their ugly death. Oh, <laughs> uh, but the Kmart's the Kmart's in the punk scene in 1993. Ooh, so good. 
Look. I just I just don't think the Kmart's get enough credit for like that early grunge era. They're like like you would have never gotten all that Green Day stuff you love if the Kmart's weren't around. See, well, in in the Kmart's really gave way like their musical styling really gave way to the uh, kind of like rock rap uh, from TJ Maxx. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate. TJ Maxx with two X's is something that would be a rap name. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I, I would like to introduce a new segment. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why this came to me, but so this segment of the show, I'm going to attribute like just an everyday quote to the Great Rivers Cuomo. Uh, you know, something innocuous. You know, something you wouldn't, you wouldn't normally, you would normally say just in a regular, you know, conversation, but you throw it in there. It's like, as the great Rivers Cuomo said, and then you just say something normal and they're like, uh, okay. Uh, so for this song, uh, we're going to say, as the great Rivers Cuomo said, enjoy the show. Oh, thanks. (laughs) It's, It's a great new segment. It'll pay off in a couple episodes. Uh. I promise. At least for me, I'm building to a joke. Anyway, um, <laughs> a multi-podcast joke that just that you have to listen to multiple episodes to understand. It's how you reel them in. I know marketing. Um, so are we ready for our rankings? Our first, oh, yeah, ratings of Maladroit. Okay. All right, let's do this. Uh, hey Eric, why don't you start yeah. us off? Okay, um, I would give it a 9, but because of the homosexual alternative ugly word, I'll deduct a half point, to 8.5. I think that's a solid reasoning. Yeah. Uh, Tyler? This is out of 10? Out of 10, yes. Mm-hmm. 0 through 10. Um, right, yes. And you can do like point one. If you want. Oh. What, can I do an ir- irrational number? No. God, no. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> I give this negative I. Um, <laughs> Did I do that on this podcast? No, you said the, the two pie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry about that. No, you're but not. But it is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. Um, I'll give it a... Uh, I'm trying to think it like in grand scheme of like all songs, because as a Weezer song, yeah, it's probably like an eight or a nine, but uh, as a, as like an all songs, it might just be like a seven or a seven point five. Um, so what what scale would you say we're on? We're on. What do you feel? Like where does your like? I'm gonna go seven point five. Seven point five. All right. Um, Eric. Yes, I agree with you. I think that a half point deduction for um, using not great verbiage mm-hmm. is uh, is appropriate. I was going to give it a nine point two five, so I'm going to put it in eight point seven five, which already is better than like nine of the songs on the Green Album. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so uh, we're, we're, we're kicking it with Maladroid. It seems like we're already off to a great start. Um, so, uh, hey, Tyler. 
Yes. Where can we find you on the internet? Well, that's a good question, Zach. Um, <laughs> so, our, I'm I'm one of the amateur nerds with my sister Condra, and we do movie by minute analysis podcasts, or just any sort of podcast. And we did Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute. That's over. So uh, search in your podcatcher for that. You can listen to the whole thing. We are working. It should be re- it should be released by the time you hear this. Um, but episodes of The Evil Podcast of Evil, where we talk about Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, should be out soon. And th- that's in uh, four or five-minute segments. And that will be out. And then um, stay posted for Wildcat Minute, a podcast where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. What team? Wildcat Minute? What team? Uh, I've never seen High School oh Musical, so I don't know what you're talking Kondra about. Kondra was right on it, and I'm just, I'm devastated about this. Devastated. Gutted, as they say. Uh, is there, like, team? Like They're just like, like, what team? Wildcats. What team? Wildcats. Oh, that's I didn't all. know if it was, like, a Team Edward or Team Jacob type thing. No. That's why I said it so like, emphatically. What team? Because I'm, I'm always on Team Zac Efron, so. Oh, Team team uh, Troy would be what <laughs> Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Team Troy, boo the Greeks. Hey, we tied it back to the Iliad. Hey. This podcast sucks. <laughs> uh, so, so Tyler, for for that podcast, are you are you going to continue to not have watched it until you are doing watching it minute by minute? Yeah, that's yeah. the plan. I'm gonna, I'm going to watch okay. it one minute at a time and see it for the first time and yeah. Condra has already seen it, so that will be the dynamic yeah. of the show. Cool. I'm I don't so know happy for if you. that's been done before. Um, well, I mean, well, the cl- the closer thing, closest thing to that is another one that's coming up, and it's the Way to Dune Minute by George and Liz. Liz hasn't seen oh. Dune, the '84 David Lynch classic. Oh, um, with the McGloggle? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but then, but then the next other closest thing is uh, the guys, the couple guys, I think that did uh, Mystic Pizza. Neither of them had seen it. Oh, okay. They went through it. That doesn't sound like that's fun. A... <laughs> do you do you have to know you're going to like it or know you're not going to like it? Or I what? have like... no idea what they did. <laughs> what their proce- thought process on that was. See, I don't watch movies a whole lot anymore, so it's like mm. I can't do movies by minute unless it's something I watch what for it, my What time. do you read? No, I watch Moana 10,000 times. <laughs> it's currently playing in the other room right now. Uh, oh, Moana. My kid loves the it. Alan Tudyk is a chicken. Yes. Uh, more importantly, Jermaine Clement plays an extremely funny crab. Uh, hey, Eric, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, uh, my two uh, other podcasts, um, somewhat ongoing and ongoing. Uh, both, both, both of that movies by Minutes Nature, um, Watchmen Minute and Almost Famous Minute. And Almost Famous Minute is also just like this one, feels like Weezer, part of uh, the great uh, rock and roll Pantheon podcast network. Yes, check us out, pantheonpodcast.com. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at The Informal Log. Uh, check out Feels Like Weezer on Twitter at Feels Like Weezer. Find us on Facebook, Feels Like Weezer. You can also join the Feels Like Weezer Listener Society on the Facebook. You can also uh, send me an email at Feels Like Weezer at gmail.com. Still pretty lonely in there. Uh, <laughs> season four, still no emails. Um, but big shout out to the megaphone people who will email me. Uh, our pod podcatcher, pla- our podcasting platform. It's great. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really excited uh, to be talking about Maladroit now. Um, like I said, we're actually in a good album. Uh, and hey, Tyler, thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, always fun to come in here and tear things up. <laughs> and tear up. I cried a little bit in the middle there. So what, Because we were destroying your objectivity statement? Uh, you, you guys ruined me with facts and logic. You guys are just regular Look, Ben Shapiro's here's the over thing. there. Facts don't care about your feelings, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.